live from the old National Bank State Street Studio. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko on WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. It's Fat Tuesday, so uh, party on, Wayne. Party on, Garth. Have a good time. It is Fat Tuesday. It is. Tomorrow's Ash Wednesday. Tomorrow the Lenten season begins. It begins, Carm. You know who I saw on Instagram? I do not. Pimping a Lenten season prayer app. Ooh. Take a guess. I'm gonna take take a wild guess. A on very Instagram. famous celebrity on Instagram. On Instagram, very pimping famous. a Lenten. Uh, we are going to do the 40-day prayer challenge, and I want you to do it with me. And here's the app. Nicholas Cap? Cage. David <laughs> Kaplan? <laughs> Soda? Boy, I no. tell you, that would get... Uh, Cap- Doesn't no. that sound exactly up his alley? It kind of does. If there was like a Passover yeah. app, I could see Cap pimping it. Mm-hmm. I, I, May have been a conversion. We don't know. I give you guys... And I'm talking about a famous movie star... That I think we all love. I think even Black and Abdallah. Sometimes there's a difference between we don't ages. Know. Yeah, we don't but know. But hey, Black and Abdallah even like this guy. Well, uh, you got to tell me here now. I mean, you teased me. I've guessed a handful of names. You've said Abdallah, no. And he guessed it. Look, Abdallah's like Googling who's pimping a guy. Well, is it, my first, well it's not like. Who, who's your first Is it Keanu Reeves? It's not. Oh. But it's like that big of a person. It's even bigger, maybe. Is he, is he a superhero? No. Okay. Is it Leonardo DiCaprio? It's not Leo DiCaprio. Not quite that big. Not quite Leo DiCaprio big, but like... I would have gone with Chris Pratt, because Chris yeah. Pratt is super religious. He is. Yeah. He is. This guy's is. even, I'd say, bigger than Chris Pratt, but not quite Leo. Okay. Bigger than Pratt, not Leo. Actor, great movies, producer, made a great TV... Well, I shouldn't say great, but he made an entertaining TV show. He made an entertaining TV Danny show. Danny DeVito! Not Danny was DeVito. Was he in the TV show or he made it? He was in it occasionally as himself. Always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. Oh, it's Will Ferrell then. No, it's not Will Ferrell. How can it be Will Ferrell? In it as himself. In it as himself a few times over the years. It's a show that's been off the air for a while. Ed Harris. Not Ed Harris. Mark Wahlberg. That's oh, Mark, oh, Mark. that's not surprising. Mark Wahlberg. That's Mark, not surprising. Yeah, not surprising at all. <laughs> that's not surprising. Then what is me? I don't follow these people closely he enough. Just I'm like, so why is Mark Wahlberg he's a, he's in a, my feed pimping a Lenten app? He's one of those whack jobs that wakes up at 3 a.m. and goes to bed at like 2 p.m. in the afternoon. Crazy. He just yeah. for the night. The 40-day prayer challenge. I was like, I thought yeah. he was going to do the 40-day black belt challenge. He just sold his house in California. Did he? Paid eight point four million. Had five holes of golf in the back swimming pool. What did he sell it for? Twelve bedrooms. He paid eight four, and I think he paid. He sold it for like fifty. Fifty million. Damn. Fifty million. He made that much on it. Yeah. Yeah. Put Mark Wahlberg. What Mark Wahlberg sells house in there in the the Google machine and see what happens. Marky Mark, man, that funky bunch money is legit. Anyway, I I I do digress. I just thought it was uh, kind of random when I saw it last night. And since we talked about Lent starting tomorrow, there's a lot for us to talk about today. We're live in the old National Bank State Street studio. Lonzo Ball has been officially shut down for the year. That is uh, not surprising news at all. We've sort of been uh, hinting at that for a while. Those that cover the Bulls daily and the stuff that uh, has been sort of trickling out of their reportings over the last couple of weeks or even months, dare I say, is sort of indicated that and when the bulls themselves said well we'll give you an update after the all-star break and after uh you know after the trade deadline and after the all-star break we're like uh after the all-star break there's like 20 games left you'll get an update after the he can't run 
We said this like 10 days ago, two weeks ago. Like, we're going to get an update with 20 games to go. And if Lonzo's coming back, let's break the news. Yeah. He's not coming back. He's not coming back. If the guy can't run with 20 games to play, he's not coming back. He's not suddenly going to run. It's not going to be a miracle. All of a sudden, he's going to feel fresh as a daisy. It's not happening. Do you want the AK statement? You want me to read it to you? Sure. Let me know what AK's thoughts are. Despite making significant increases in strength and function over the past several months, Lonzo Ball continues to experience... Performance limiting discomfort during participation in high level basketball related activities. Considering the required time period to achieve the necessary level of fitness to return to play in the current stage of the NBA season, duh, Ball will not return this season. The focus for Ball will continue to be on the resolution of his discomfort and a full return for the 24 campaign. Wow. I sound like Cap there, but man, oh, Compared man. Compared to Lonzo Ball, I've got a, a newfound respect for Derrick Rose. I think that's a little unfair. Derrick Rose is the toughest man in the world compared to Lonzo Ball. And I think that's 100% fair. Well, how do you know? You can't say that. I'm, no. I'm saying well, that's right an now. opinion on what is tough. How do you know what his level yeah. of pain is or if his ability to actually Are you talking play? about Lonzo or Derrick? Both. Derrick, newfound respect for Derrick Rose. A thousand times tougher than Lonzo Ball, period. What if he's got like a Brandon Roy thing? Or would they know that? Would they say, well, we can see it? You would know that. If there's a degenerative you issue a degenerative in his state. Issue. Yes. They don't seem to be saying that. Uh, it's bad news for the Bulls. It's bad news for Lonzo. It stinks. I mean, he's going to miss a year and a half. At least. Yeah, yeah at least. What makes you think he's ever going to play again? Don't know if he will what, or won't. What would, I would what, think what he would, would lean but, you in the direction that he might be able to play again? Um, because they they're not saying he's got a degenerative knee issue. I don't know, but they can't he, yet give you a medical anything for the discomfort he has. You no, know? ball will not return. The focus will be the resolution of his discomfort. Thank you. It's not a medical term, by the way. No, that you is won't find that anywhere. Discomfort. Term. Go look your medical books up and, uh, you know, go to talk to a, a third-year resident, second-year resident. Ask him, hey, he's got discomfort. How do we fix that? I you don't can't. know. I don't know how. There's I don't know no what, fixing I don't know what they're going to do. But I don't think it's fair to say, well, he's just soft. He won't play through it. What if it's so bad he can't I, physically you play? You said he's soft and he can't play through it. I said, yeah, but that's I've what got you're hinting. No, nope, it's not what I said at all. Oh, stop. I said something very specific. You're hinting. At I've that. got a newfound respect for Derrick Rose. You're, you're, come on. That's all I'm saying. You're you hinting. You want to take it another level. If you've got some thoughts on Lonzo Ball, you make them your own. You're hinting that he's soft. Make them your own. Oh, stop it. Don't tell me what I'm doing. I know you're what I'm doing. You're playing word games. I am complimenting yeah, 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 sure. Derrick Rose, the guy who you a Chicago for three seasons while he was, getting, while he was coming back. You're playing word games. I know what I you're am doing. not. Yes, Plus, you he had an ACL are. injury. ACL injuries, Carm, will keep you out for 8 to 12 months. I know. I eight know to exactly ten. what it t- keeps okay, you out. Okay, that's what an ACL does. Did, did Mr. Lonzo Ball have an ACL no, injury? He's had two no, he hasn't. Scope has procedures, the, right? A newfound respect for Derrick Rose. That's all I'm saying. What? That doesn't make any sense. Why? You're you're because you because you criticized Derrick Rose for three seasons for taking forever to come back. Not three seasons. Two no, seasons. The only time it, it did it was the one Two year. Two seasons. It was the year no, that he, he should have been available for the playoffs, right. and he wasn't. It was, so it was a year and a half, whatever it was. You criticize him now. You're like, I have a newfound respect because he I was do. tougher than Lonzo Ball. That, I, 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 mean, I do have a newfound respect for him. It.
Not tougher. A hundred times tougher. I said. I, I, I. Not just tougher. One hundred times tougher. I don't know if he'll ever be able to come back and play. The Bulls can't get over the discomfort. Karma, I'm not comfortable right now. Yeah, us being uncomfortable and just mm-hmm. getting through our day-to-day life yeah. is one thing. Having to play professional basketball over okay, I'll give you that. six months. That's is, fair. That's fair. Statement. That's hard. That's I mean, sure, statement. yeah, I'm in discomfort, but hell, I'm just coming. It's Patrick Beverly studio. time here in the city of Chicago, guys. <laughs> Pat Bev time. We got Pat Bev coming to town. I love it. The Bulls are like, we've got two roads. Let's see. Uh, the great Robert Frost once rode two paths diverged in a yellow wood, right? Now, let's see. What, really? Which, <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> which, which, we've got two paths. We can suck and maybe luck, you know, maybe like just you get a little lucky, 42% chance. 42%, not bad, not great, but not bad. 42% chance of falling in the top four and keeping our pick and not sending it to Orlando or... We can go down this other path and bring in Patrick Beverly to what is already one of the worst offenses in the league. And, yeah, let's be like 10th or 11th in the standings when the season's done in two months. Like, this is, this is, the, this is it. These are the two paths, and this is the one they're choosing. The one on the right is like Pat Bev. That's what they're choosing. We need some defensive intensity and... Pat Bev's going to come in an and start attitude. rattling cages. An attitude. He will. He will. He brings an attitude. Cages. I yes, agree he with will. That. Yeah. Oh, he will. On, on a team that's kind of devoid of. What's his team devoid of, Carm? Um, let's see. Point guard play. Well, personality, offense, right? Toughness. <laughs> I mean, doesn't it, this team has got zero cohesion? I shouldn't say toughness, but yeah, like zero. Uh, zero, zero cohesion. Zero. Right. They need a, a a focal point. They need an an energizer bunny. Caruso used to be a little bit of that, but not so much. Yeah, he's he's another one that's playing, I think, like at 70%. And you're asking him to do too much, quite frankly, at this point. Like, yeah, let's bring in Pat Beverly. That's going to solve all of our problems. Now we'll be 10. We're going to make the we We're play-in tournament. They're not bad enough to get anywhere in the top four. You know well, that. Well, like if you fall to the fifth worst record as we documented yesterday which they could potentially do you got a chance they'd have a 42 percent chance of landing in the top four and keeping their pick so that like that's what i mean the two paths like let's try to be let's try to have one of the five worst records in the league or let's go ahead and rattle the cages of everybody and this isn't on the players and billy donovan they don't go out to lose i, I don't expect that you never expect that players aren't going to go out and lose they're not going to tank who tanks the front office says i think we should choose the path where maybe we keep our pick nah let's sign pat beverly come on what is pat beverly going to do for this team and when and when he rattles the cages a little bit and he pops a few extra wins i see i told you so pat beverly look at what he's doing look what he means to the bulls great and when they finish 10th, wonderful. Dead team walking anyway. Wonderful. Whether you have or you don't have, or you're 11th. still dead team walking. Ugh. Dead team dribbling. Absolutely. Dead team shooting. How did it get so depressing again, Yerk? How did it get? Well, it's not nearly it as get... depressing as it once was. Though. I know, but doesn't it feel pretty depressing right now? How did this happen in a year? Your problem was you shot up to number one. Jeez. And you sat there and you convinced yourself that you were better than you were. Mm. And then you came plummeting back down to sixth. And then it was a first round <laughs> elimination, four games to one, right? Yes. Four games to one. And then it was over. 
And then it's never gotten better. How, folks? How has it gotten to this point again? And where's the hope? The Lonzo news is not good, although we did expect this. Uh, there's no miracle that was going to help him be able to run pain-free again here uh, overnight. And we, I mean, we, you know, we were joking about this two weeks ago. Like, how we'll update? We're going to update you after the trade deadline. We know what the update is. He's not playing this year. He can't run. There's 23 games left. We it's knew, a problem. Yeah, we knew exactly what the update. He could have just said it then. So it's the least surprising news of the day. But now it is official. And there's no sign of him being able to get over this discomfort and come back and play. Who knows if he'll be able to play next year or not. I'd like to say I think so, but he got injured last January. And he's had two knee procedures, and they can't figure out why the pain is recurring. So Discomfort, Carm. Well, pain and discomfort, okay. I don't think anybody can say with any certainty, oh, no, he'll be fine with another offseason. The surgery, the first surgery was last January. So how did it get here, Bulls fans, and how is it so bad again? What do you think about the direction of this team right now? Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Bad. There's a lot of football stuff to knock around today too, because the tag window has opened. You know the standoff between the the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. I think at some point might get interesting. Teams have until March seventh to tag, so we got a little while. We got two. There's that two week window. You're going to start seeing franchise and transition tags, probably more transition tags. But we'll talk about that. People still with ideas on what the Bulls should do with that number one pick and what the value is of that pick right now in the trade market if they're going to move out of number one. So we'll talk about all that today, plus a uh, baseball update from Jesse. Jesse's made the trek cross-country from the Cactus League to the Grapefruit League. He uh, did us a solid yesterday and hooked up Wilson Contreras, made a little news. We still can't believe we're wondering if Wilson Contreras had the numbers mixed up. We can't believe that the last contract offer to Wilson Contreras was for six years and $24 million. When we got to break yesterday, 2018. Yurko said, did he mean $24 million a year or 24 no, total? No, 24 over four, I said. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. 24 said, over four, he said six years, $24 million. Right, we, were, we were like, that can't be. Yeah. Six years, $24 million, could that possibly be? $4 million a year. Made some news with that yesterday. So uh, Jesse will give us a baseball update. He's at Houston's camp today. He's at the Astros camp. So we'll talk to Jesse a little bit later on. 312-332-3776 if you want to jump in. It's Carmen and Yurk. We'll be right back. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. Listen to us now. Live on the ESPN Chicago app. Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. of AK and Eversley is crumbling to the ground. I mean, it was, you know, two off-seasons ago. Got the man they wanted. Lonzo Ball. They got DeMar DeRozan. Everybody said it was the worst signing ever. DeMar went out and had a terrific year last year. He's been pretty good this year. He's a good player. He's very good. They were the number one seed for a while, like you said. And then it just all came crashing down. Lonzo got hurt last January. Bulls have never really been the same. Zach's knee started acting up last year about the same time. They fall to six. They go out meekly. DeRozan, as much fun as he is and as likable as he is, you realize he's not carrying a team anywhere, unfortunately. Zach hasn't had a great year. Lonzo hasn't played at all. Williams has been slow to develop. They don't have draft capital. Just as quickly as it went up, it came crashing down. The foundation, not as good as we thought, my friend. And here we are. And that's where you're at. Welcome. Welcome to the machine. The wonderful Chicago Bulls machine. And now I mean, Pat Beverly's here. I understand you're disheartened. You're disgruntled. I am a little disheartened. I mean, 
It is a little disheartening. That's where you find yourself right now. They went. They 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 they, they had a plan. They went with it, and uh, it was flawed. It's flawed. The pieces didn't mesh together the way they thought it was. It is a little disheartening. Yeah. Do you ever use ingredients, and the ingredients don't come together for whatever reason? Yeah. You know, maybe you are uh, too high heat, and the high heat didn't allow something to be able to come together or whatever. You didn't work it perfectly. This whole plan needed to work perfectly for the for the Chicago Bulls for it to be right, and it didn't. An injury sidelined it. Then you got a uh, you know uh, an offensive philosophy that maybe wasn't utilizing the three point shot enough. That's true. and then you had right. individuals that didn't mesh together as a team and are playing as five independent uh, pieces instead of. Uh, one beautiful machine out there. So all that just kind of worked in together to give you the product that you have right now. Not only when the, did the Bulls lose their best uh, ball handler and facilitator last year when Lonzo went out, they lost to whoever thought we would have said this. They lost their most reliable three-point shooter. I never thought you'd say right? that about any ball ever. Lonzo was like a, taking seven a game. I think he was about 40% last year, wasn't he? Mm. And where are the Bulls now, to your point, Yurko, in three-pointers made and three-pointers both made and attempted dead last again dead last in the nba in three-pointers made and three-pointers attempted by how much is it a remarkable i don't know i'd have to look or is it uh, just like maybe by a half a shot a game because they take 28.8 a game i'll have to look and see who's 29th bulls are 20 for their one of the worst offensive teams in the league but, hey, Pat Beverly's coming. I'd have to look and see. They take fewer than 30 a game right now, though. If you want to talk Bulls, you got a thought on it. 312-332-3776 is the phone number. What do you think of Kevin Durant saying this about stars moving teams in the NBA here? Is it good or bad? I don't think it's bad for the league. It's bringing more eyes to the league. More people are more excited. The tweets that I got and the, 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 the news hits that we got from me being traded, Kyrie being traded. Just bring more attention to the league, and that's really what makes you money is when you get more attention. So um, I think it's great for the league, to be honest. Teams been trading players and making acquisitions for a long time. Now when a player can, you know, uh, kind of dictate where he wants to go and leave a free agency or demand a trade, it's just part of the game now. So I don't think it's a bad thing. Teams, move, uh, players, great players moving teams constantly, good or bad for the NBA. Does it bring more attention to the league? Is he right? Well, I, yeah, I think any anytime you've got moves like that, um, you know, as long as you're talking about the NBA, good or bad, it's a good thing. No such thing as bad headlines. Right. Bad Even press. When, yes. I mean, it, it, it's always going to be a good thing. Right? Yeah. No such thing as bad your, press. Your, your problem is if you get stuck in a rut, and, and Chicago's been stuck in a rut for an extended period of time. Had the glories of the 90s and the Jordan era. You had the glories of it. And then except for maybe a season or a a season or two, there's nothing really to be excited about if you're a Chicago Bulls fan. One conference finals appearance, right, Yerk? Yeah. I think just one since the dynasty ended. In Miami, right? They lost. They lost to Miami. One conference finals appearance since. Uh, I know it happens often now and frequently, and we're in a different era of coverage, quite frankly. But let's not forget that. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar demanded a trade 50 years ago. Yes. 50. Charles Barkley. I went out of Milwaukee. Charles Barkley demanded a trade. Out of Philadelphia. uh, The idea that this just started or that this is a gen, this is a millennium or a gen this or a gen that, wrong. Does it happen more often? Because players are more empowered now. Yes, it does. And we cover things differently. It's talked about more. It's out in the open more. But... Guys you got have, a 24-hour news cycle uh, also. Yeah, 
I mean, you know, I mean, especially handheld twenty four hour yes. news cycle. Yeah, not relying upon a TV. And everybody's got an opinion. Yeah, that can be oh, out there for social media, thought. right? You're That's like, for darn sure. But for fifty years, you've had players in the NBA demanding trades, yep. and so let's not pretend like this is something. The Bulls a new break phenomenon. up, signing trades, right? Signing trade, signing trade, signing trade. We're going to do you guys they all did. a favor. We're going to sign you, and we're going to get rid of you. They did Scotty the ultimate favor. Yeah, they did. When Michael said, "That's it, I'm not coming back." When the th- when it all did break up, Michael, businessman of the year, Scotty. Not so much businessmen of the year. But Michael still can't get out of his own way running that team, Your Well, that's true. I mean, you but, talk about a team, but as bad as the Bulls have been, you look at look at that team's history over the last 20 years. A lot of not on the court basketball stuff that Michael touches is absolute gold. But the stuff that he touches on the basketball court, See, this some of those good. decisions not so good. Jay's in Sinley Park. What's up, Jay? Hey, how you doing, guys? Good. I want to say, man, congratulations. Y'all be really killing it on the station, man. Day and night for me. Thank you. I'm a plumber, man. I'm listening to y'all, man. But um, I just want to say, man, it's just a a domino effect. LeBron made the league, like, hugs and kisses and softy, you know, kind of soft. So... He when he when he first left with Cleveland, this the, it's just a ripple effect. The Kevin Durant, the Kyrie Irving, and 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 everything. They everybody wants to move team. Me, I got the old school feeling. Yes, I believe Michael Jordan is the best player in the world. And now I want to look at players like Damian Lillard, like Giannis. Look at these guys. Look at Giannis though. Look at how he how he just like his his persona. Even at the All Star game, he you know he's he, he's picking guys that he, that he likes and that that you know. I just, I just, I just want to say that um, with all the moving teams and all these things like that, I mean, I guess it's okay because the the contract deals are, are shorter now than they were uh, back in the days. But um, I don't like it. I don't like it. I, I, I figure if you, if you, you know, if you come to the Bulls or you come to the Bucks, you know, these people want to see you play, man. Just because you have some discomfort or things go wrong, you know, hey, I want to leave. I want to leave. You know, I, I'm not really feeling that, man. I want to know how you guys feel about it that. It is the general, like, it's the general prevailing thought around the league right now, Jay. I think you're right, with few exceptions. If guys feel like they're in a bad situation and they're upset. They can demand a trade, and they're going to ultimately get their way. Yes, it happens more often than it ever has. Again, it didn't just start. It's not a brand-new phenomenon. Players have asked and requested trades in years past. But now it happens much more frequently. Players, I think, have more power. They are more empowered. There are things they can use to their advantage that players before them didn't have. I don't know that it's LeBron that started. I thought Meller made a good point yesterday during crosstalk. It it's more seems to be the youth circuit, the AAU circuit, where these guys know each yeah. other and they're friendly, and they talk behind the scenes about playing together and building super teams and winning championships because that's ultimately how they are going to be. You know, their 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 uh, legacies are going to be written. Now Giannis is awesome. He might be the best player in the league. He's certainly one of them. Stay in Milwaukee. They've got a good team around him. They got a chance to win again this year. It's a great story. Dame Lillard, I love Dame Lillard. How many people truly are going to look back and appreciate Dame Lillard's career? He's playing in the Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. Big part of the country. Never yeah. gets to see him. Nobody. He's has he done it right? I, I guess you're also going to probably look back if he never goes anywhere at Dame Lillard's career and say, "Well, he's going to be one of those guys you tag." Well, he never won though. Never won anything. He's probably the best player in that franchise's history. I mean, maybe maybe Bill Walton 
you know, Bill's career was cut short because of injury. I'm not a Drexler guy. Not that Clyde Drexler, Clyde Drexler wasn't a terrific yeah, player. but You hated him. I didn't hate him. I think Clyde's a little overrated personally, but that's just me in a conversation. For he a made it look day. too easy? I don't think he... I, did he make it look too easy? Yeah. No. Did, I mean, Clyde did, was a did, graceful. Did he make it look effortless? That's the problem. That's what I'm telling you. I don't know. I just don't think he was even in the same league as Michael Jordan. I'm sorry. I don't. Or or a lot of other play, the star players. you got to apologize. That's the way you feel. So I think he's a little overrated. But, I mean, Dame is certainly right. Am I missing anybody? I don't think so. One of the three best players in that franchise's history. No, no, he's the best player. He's yeah. their leading That's scorer, franchise Walton. leading scorer. Yeah. I mean, well, you got to remember, Bill Walton in his prime yeah. before he got hurt was phenomenal. I mean, it's I know. Walton, it's Dame, it's right, yeah. LaMarcus Aldridge. Yeah, LaMarcus Aldridge. He was a great player call. for a long time. He was. For them. You know, but, and so, but, but Dame's career, how is it really going to be remembered when it's all said and done? And, like, unfortunately, like, Arvita Sabonis was too old, too old by the time he got there. Totally agree. Great player, but too old. Rasheed Wallace. Rashid was very good, skilled, but you know mercurial and a lot of other things. And Stoudemire had a short run. Terry Porter, Terry Porter was for good. Terry bit, Porter, yeah. Bit. But it's Dame. It's probably Dame Lillard. And what's that going to get for him at the end of the day? I don't know. I guess he'll be beloved in Portland. Good for him. But what else is it going to get him? Russ is in Palos on ESPN One Thousand. Palos Heights. What up, Russ? Hey, thanks for having me. Sure. Uh, maybe now Donovan will be able to. Uh, uh, the coach Donovan will be able to play a guy named Patrick who has a basketball IQ. Right now, the albatross that uh, AK uh, foisted on uh, on him, uh, Patrick Williams, is not the guy that has that kind of IQ, in my opinion. I, w- I don't know, Russ. It's hard to tell with him. I I think they should play him more, quite frankly. I mean, you realize he's, yeah, I guess he's at 30 minutes. Okay, I thought it was maybe even a little bit less. Patrick Williams is at about 30 minutes a game, a little less. I'd play him a little bit more. I'd give him a little bit more run. He's still so young and raw, and at times you see the natural athleticism and explosiveness out of the guy. I'd like to see if he could play a little bit more. His basketball IQ, I don't think he's played enough for us to really know. I think he he doesn't assert himself enough. They've got to find a way to get him more confident. Maybe that just comes with playing time. I wish they'd ride on him. I wish they'd ride him a little bit more as the season went on here down the stretch. 312-332-3776. It's Carmen and York. We'll be right back. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. Follow the show on Twitter at Carmen DeFalco and at Yurko64. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Don't forget to buy your tickets for the 25th anniversary show. It's going to be a fun day, Friday, March 24th. Six straight hours of live show. Carmen Yurko with the MJH reunion, Waddle and Sylvie. Doors are actually going to open at 11, so you got seven hours to mingle and mix it up with us and party. Kick off a long weekend. It's going to be at the House of Blues. You must be 21 to attend. Buy your tickets today at LiveNation.com. That's all you have to do. Go to LiveNation.com. Yep. Search ESPN Chicago. You'll find the event and buy your ticket today. Uh, these will sell out. And I would tell you that... Uh, Within the next week or so, they're probably going to be gone. So make sure you grab your tickets today. Do not wait. Friday, March 24th at House of Blues. We're live in the old National Bank State Street studio. It's Carmen in New York. we got some more calls rolling in. Just people want to talk Bulls, NBA in general. Uh, I mean, how how different things feel <laughs> a year later with the Bulls. You know, Lonzo hasn't played in over a year. He won't play this year. That's the official news for today. Not that that's a shock at all. I think everybody saw nobody's, this coming. Nobody's stunned. Nope. Everybody saw this coming, unfortunately. 
I, I don't know how you say with any confidence that he'll be able to play when the season rolls around next year. Unfortunately for Lonzo, I don't know what's going on. He's had two knee procedures, and he can't they he can't get rid of the pain and the discomfort in his knee. Not good. Um, not good. I mean, come on. I don't know. I just fingers crossed. He's a big part of what the Bulls want to do. I don't know how you can count on it going forward, though. Now, considering the state of things, um, they're they're up for it's going to be another interesting, maybe potentially tumultuous offseason for them, and how they decide to handle this. They've signed Patrick Beverly. Okay, he'll rattle some cages a little. Good for them, I guess. Let's you know see what that gets you. But there's just not much. I, there doesn't seem. Uh, there doesn't seem anywhere to go for them in terms of going up. Where are they really going to go in terms of going up? Sell us on that. I, I just don't see it. Now, uh, there's the only guy that was ever really excited about the Chicago Bulls, right? Said Fred, right? Red, no, there's a bunch. Stop. There's a whole Sea Red Nation. There's a lot of them out there. Yeah, but at this point, they, the reality's got to be crashing Boy. down upon them, doesn't it? Sea Red Fred called Waddle and Sylvia about a month ago, and he, even he sounded like he the, was ready to tap despondent, out. Yeah. <laughs> Despondent. He was in awful shape. Poor guy. Alex is in Carol's stream. What's up, Alex? Hey, guys. Thank you for taking the call. Sure. So, so I just wanted to kind of, you know, we were talking about maybe getting Patrick Williams some more playing time toward, uh, toward the end of the season. And with, you know, with us, the only acquisition that we got was Patrick Beverly. I was thinking, you know, why don't we switch switch things up? Maybe we run something like a Patrick Beverly and Alex Caruso uh, Drummond and DeRozan on the starting lineup, so we have this more gritty backcourt and you know offensive rebounding and kind of this grit, and then we have Booch and Levine come off the bench with Kobe White as this scoring front. So we kind of keep it close with this this gritty this gritty starting lineup, and then when the second unit comes in, that's when we kind of make that push, and then ultimately when we got that closing, we you know leave it up to our coach Billy to have this closing lineup to Good you know, let him figure out what that. Good luck yeah, selling I mean, that, though, Alex. That's the problem with that, my friend. Uh, I know the NBA well enough, believe me. Good luck going to Zach Levine telling him he's coming off the bench. You just signed him to a max contract last, next year. Now, if you're going to trade him and you know that and you're going to trade him this offseason, maybe you don't care and you just deal with it, but that, that'll, that'll blow up that locker room in about two seconds. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm just looking at like the, you know, kind of like what happened, what happened with Westbrook, and it's more of like, I mean, the, like you said, the season, the season's kind of like it's, we're not going all the way up. So I mean, kind of like ultimately try just to try. It's 20 games just to see what we could do with what we have. And I mean, he's still going to be on the floor with with us closing and stuff. And yeah, so, I mean, but I'm, just, I'm telling just, you, I, listen, Alex, thanks for the call, buddy. I, I I'm telling you, trust me. And yeah, I covered the league a long time ago. I, I've stayed pretty close to this league. <laughs> I watch it a lot. I still right. know people in the league. I remember Jalen Rose, and I like Jalen a ton. And you know that, Yerk. And yeah. we've seen Jalen uh, in Bristol over the years when we were still part of uh, ESPN. And we'd make trips to Bristol, and we'd see, and it was always fun catching up with Jalen and oh, seeing him. I love Jalen, even though he was here briefly. Uh, let me tell you what it's like when a player of that ilk gets that, told he's going to be coming yeah, off the bench. Point. No, it's, no, no over it's shutdown time it is over so you know every comment you know in the locker room is a cutting it, one it's, it's a over. cutting comment and again if you don't care because you know you're going to trade him fine maybe it doesn't matter but good luck navigating these last couple months telling zach Levine he's going to be coming off the bench it doesn't matter who's closing they they tried selling that to jalen i remember it the message was well, it doesn't matter who starts it matters who closes tell these guys that that are making the amount of money they're making that have egos that have been told their whole lives how great they are. 
Good luck. I mean, do you remember when they did it with Joe Keem? And Joe, I think you'd classify as a pretty selfless player. Remember when Fred Hoiberg said, guess what, you're coming off the bench? Remember how that went? Oh, yeah, he wasn't happy. Did wasn't he tell happy. me? He didn't tell me. He did tell me. He did. Remember, it went remember back and he forth. He said, she said. Yeah, yeah, it went back and forth. And, and Joe's a pretty selfless player. And Joe Kim, that was it. Done. Over. And Finito. Next thing you know, he was in St. Kitts. It is over. <laughs> On folks. a beach with a model when somewhere. When a player who started his whole career gets moved to the bench. Over. Uh, let's go to Randy in Seattle. What's up, Randy? Randy. Hey, boys. What's up, How you doing? Coming, um, I'm good, good, good. Before I get to the point, I wanted to comment on something that you said, I think it was last week. Occasionally you come up with pieces of brilliant comedy. Oh, thank you. And it was it was when Carmen, uh, Mirko, I think, was talking about the injury to Giannis, and he was talking about the distal head of the ulna. Yeah. And your comment was, that's my new band name. Yes. Yeah. I thought that was well, comedy. Thank you, goal. Randy. Thank you, Randy. <laughs> I'm glad we can make you laugh. Um, you did. <laughs> I thought that was just a piece of brilliance. Yeah. yeah, yeah, your garage band. And it went under the radar, and I just thought you deserve some credit well, for that. You, you do that time to time. Thank you. Um, the thing with the Bulls, and maybe this is part of what's uh, affecting Chicagoland sports guys, is that it feels like we were in the same place not that long ago with the Chicago Bears. Had some players, didn't have much in the way of the upcoming draft, we were kind of middling and didn't see a lot of hope before Pauls took over and did what he did. And it feels a little bit like that now. There's no new sh- regime oh. coming in anytime soon, though, for the Bulls. No, but the status of what do we got, where are we going, we probably won't have a first-round draft pick next year. No, probably not. The way it's going to play out, it feels familiar. The problem, Randy, and thanks for checking in, buddy, uh, the problem is it's easier to turn things around in the NFL than it is in the NBA. Yes, you're spinning your wheels when you don't have great a great a singularly great player and a dominant player, and you're always looking for one. And you take swings, and oftentimes you miss, like they did with Vooch. And you take some swings here and there. Did you feel good you about miss. Vooch when they got him? I mean, I, I I don't know. Yeah, sure, but I felt like okay, you're you're resetting the organization here a little bit. They were going nowhere the way they were constructed then. We probably liked it more just because it was a new regime doing it, right? But I think I always had some of the same thoughts that I have now about Vooch. Like he's never he's a good player, right. but he's never replicated the forty percent he shot in his final well, year in Orlando. That seems to be the real outlier, yeah. But just Vooch in general as a player, he's going to collect some stats. Yes, he's a good player. I don't think I ever, for one second, thought Vooch was changing the fortunes of the franchise to the point where they'd be a contender, though, because. You know, you knew he wasn't one of the five or seven or ten. I mean, he's not one of the 15. He's not one of the 20 best players in the NBA. You know, I mean, come on. And, and, I mean, so while we we probably gave them more credit just for resetting things, I seem to think that that was the general feeling around here. We're like, well, at least it's different. They're resetting things. I don't think any of us looked at Vooch and said, that's the piece that they're missing. That's the top 10 player that they needed. Nobody who watched Vooch play in Orlando thought he was a top 10 player. He's a good player. That's about it. Mike's in Schaumburg. What's up, Mike? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Good, good Mike. I uh, I agree with you in the uh, feelings about the Bulls, but uh, my question is, is, what do you attribute their fourth quarter collapses to? Is it players, coaching, attitude? I mean, it seems to be a theme these days. I don't think they have a point guard that can properly get them into what they should mm-hmm. be doing on offense. 
I don't think they have the requisite perimeter defense to really get good stops and keep teams out of their paint. It's a multi-pronged problem. That's what I would. That those are. You can't just. It's not one or two. It's it's a number of different things. Yeah. And ultimately, talent has something to do with it. I think the Zach DeRozan thing has. You know, it was all. It was peace and love for the first few months of last sure. year, but. That gets tough to sustain too. When two guys who want to be the store, the score, they want to the be the guys, and the guy that dominates the ball, it gets tough in the NBA. It does. So I think it's probably some combination of all that. That's what I would say. Yeah. Three one two three three two ESPN. You got a thought? Yeah. Good assessment. Thank there. you. I like uh, that. By the way, I spent last night watching <laughs> the basketball. That you like more than college basketball. Yeah, I tell you, the kids. I thought there were going to be some confessions there. No, no, no. I spent last night alone. No, in my bedroom. I, I I watched the Kansas game and the the Kansas TCU game pretty much in its entirety. I had a little bit of the Illinois uh, Minnesota game on for a while right. too. That game was a little bit more boring. And Illinois had well, pretty good control. Yeah, Minnesota's of that game. A terrible team. Yeah, Minnesota's not any good. I realize the worst that. team in the Big Ten. Watching them play, worst team in the Big Ten by far. Yeah, I'm brushing up now in college yeah. basketball. I realize that, York. Yeah, that should have been an easy Illinois victory, and it was. Yeah. It was the Kansas TCU game was terrific, and it does it like starts to reinvigorate me and uh, you know into college basketball yeah. or, or reinvigorate my spirit, I should say, York for college basketball. I watched Duke Louisville. I, I saw the end of that. game. I watched Duke Louisville, then I ended up watching the Kansas game that you watched. Good game, right? Yes, yes. Kansas good again, man. They're yep. always good. Kansas is he going to win another again. Big Twelve title? I mean, that, Bill like, Self. Yeah, isn't that what he does? That's all he's done. Yeah. Go win. I got to find out how good Ookla or Arizona are. I haven't seen yeah, a lot of watch, that West Coast. I was going to say, I didn't watch I got to see how good they are. Uh, Mark Few and Gonzaga, not necessarily an exceptional year like they've had in years past, but still solid. But I think they're the second best team in their conference. St. Mary's. Saint, to St. Mary's? Yeah. St. Mary's, numero uno. It always seems to be those two, one and two. Well, sure, sure. But it looks like St. Mary's a little bit better than Gonzaga this year. But I'm getting into it. Now is the time when it's I start time. getting into it. Yeah. And it was fun watching. Uh, We're a week little, away from, like, the, you know, the Patriots League and, and the Ivy League okay. and yeah. the AAC tournament, you know. Here's the thing. For Not me. Not the big ones, just the different ones. On a night like last night, it was perfect because there's no NBA yet because of the All-Star break. Yeah. The minute an NBA game is up against the college game, I'm watching NBA. Now, March Madness is different. The tournament, of course. Right. I mean, those those first four days and that second weekend, like, that's phenomenal. I'll watch that over NBA, but like Thursday, if you tell me there's a big college basketball game, I'm like, yeah, but the NBA's back on. So that's probably what I'll watch. Next Monday, uh, there's going to be an NBA game that attracts my attention. It's just the difference but that we have. So no, I get you. That's why I lean on you for my college troops. Right. But it was fun watching Kansas TCU last night. I enjoyed it. Anyway, Jesse Rogers in about 45 minutes will give us a spring training update. He's actually at Houston camp today. We'll talk about the defending champs, but we'll check in on all things Cubs and Sox. Uh, we got to talk about Shohei's agent coming out saying, oh, no, he's going to head to free agency next offseason and test the market. I thought that was interesting. If you want to join us, feel free to jump in at 312-332-ESPN. We'll be right back. Working from home? We're back in the office. Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Just ask your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. I'm looking at a headline that Yurko's going to love. Probably a story you should read, too. It's a story I'll read. I haven't read it yet. What is is it? It is on the ringer, and the headline... Ringer! The headline, Yurko, is The Balkans Boom. How did such a small region in Europe produce so many NBA players, including... 
two-time MVP Nikola Jokic and potential future MVP, and he'll win one, Luka Doncic. Doncic. One reporter went there to peel back the layers to the rise and sustained success of the Balkan basketball school. That's right up your alley, dude. Yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've, I, I know it. Uh, you know, as far as I, I, I know what they do and how they train. So everybody has to be able to handle the basketball, period. Everybody trains with a basketball in their hand. You've got to be able to utilize your right and left hand. You've got to be able to go both directions. You've got to be willing to defend, though not the greatest defenders in the world. Yeah, no, I will no, offer no, you that right now. If there's a weakness from the Balkans, yeah. it's the willingness or want to defend. They want to play the NBA style. Let's get it up and down the court and let's chuck it up. Great passers, great yeah, vision. Great passers. Great, and Lottie Dottie, his name is Vladi. Vlade Divac is one of the best yeah. big men passers ever. in the league. Maybe yeah. ever. Ever. There you go. Like they're offensive so, you know, geniuses. Right. You know, movement, uh, movement without the ball. I remember watching that uh, Yugoslavian team play in like, uh, what were the 87 championships or the 88, 89 championships? They were somewhere. And that team, weren't they the ones that ended up destroying the United States in a, in, in a game? And Maybe. that's when they decided, hey, we, gotta get we, back. we might need to get some professionals out here. I mean, you can go back. Because it was, you know, I, I forget all the guys that were on that team. But Dino Raja oh, was probably on that like, team. Sure, it was probably like Vladi, and, yeah. right? And Dino Raja and... Uh, and, um, it would have been a young uh, Kukoc. Kukoc. Petrovic was Drazen on that team. Petrovic. And then I think Petrovic's brother was on that team, you too. You could go through the years, even after that wave, into, like, the yeah. Peja Stojakovic's yeah. yeah. of the world. And, like, they have consistently, for, like, three going decades. on four decades, turned out quality. Probably 90s, 2000s, 2000s. 10s. and the fourth decade. Now this is the fourth decade. Started the fourth decade. And, uh, and he's for, the first Slovenian, I think, really, of any ilk. Doncic. Yeah. For this tiny little region, you know, they, uh, athletically, I mean, you look at what Croatian soccer has become, and, uh, they, I mean, maybe their golden era is behind them, but still, like... Well, they've the, had two the, golden eras already in their short time. It's incredible. I mean, you've been a country for, like, 30 and years. Shukar, Boban, Stani, Chisanovic... The athletic prowess. Uh, what are the what's it? What, what, what are they putting in the olive trees or so? What, what's going on over there? The athletic prowess. They, well, they eat well. It really is something. It's that uh, Adriatic diet, you know, fish, octopus, lamb, beans, fresh fruits, but oils. It, it's impressive. Taylor's in Hyde Park on the south side. What up, Taylor? Yo, what's going on, guys? Got right? a couple quick comments. Um, the Portland Trailblazers are cursed. Uh, they mm. they. Drafted Sam Bowie ahead of Michael Jordan. They also drafted Greg Oden ahead of Kevin Durant. So yes, Dane should run as far as he can. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, also, too, uh, Yerk, um, I took some money on uh, Valverde get a goal today um, in a 1-1 draw uh, with uh, Madrid and Liverpool. What do you, what do you think? I, I, listen, I, the, the Liverpool's won two, uh, the last two games. They sit in eighth in the EPL. They're still not playing that Jurgen Klopp style of soccer that they like to play. Their defense isn't nearly what it once was. Uh, I think that Real Madrid puts more than one on the board. Uh, Two-two tie. Mm. My, you okay. know, as long as it's a tie, you're all right. But Fede, I'm okay. Fede Valverde, the uh, Uruguayan, he's hot. Yeah, he has been hot. I know. He has scored he's a lot of goals. This is Champions League today. Today's Champions okay. League. Yes. Sir. yes. My, my, la my last quick comment. I know. I know. I uh, taking some of your time up, but. Um, 
tell Justin Fields to shut his trap. Well, what, what is he talking said? about? He needs a dome to be faster. No, what he needs to do is get in practice and start throwing the ball better. Do you think Jalen Hurts was talking about he needs a dome? You think Tom Brady, when they won all the Super Bowls, talking about he needs a dome? You think Pat Mahomes complaining about a dome? Like, what oh, is he talking about? Don't let that, that bother you. That's it's at it, the end of the day. What does that really matter? Well, it, matter, it matters because he's focused on the wrong things. He's focused on being faster, which is fine. Oh, he's, but he needs to focus on throwing he, the ball. He said, remember, Taylor, what he said going into the last game when they asked him, he, when, they, when he knew he wasn't going to play against the Vikings, and they said, oh, how does it feel? You're not going to play. You can't. You would have had a chance to break Lamar Jackson's rushing record. What did he say? He said, eh, I, I, it's okay. I want to set passing records. That, that's all that matters. Don't worry what he said on a podcast. I think, was that from... He might have been when he was on the part of my take. He might have said something like that because they talked about bare weather and things like that. Well, I, I think all he was Taylor, offering. Don't worry about that. I think if he had his druthers, don't worry about He'd want a dome up on the on the new building. I think we all want a dome on the new sure. building. The point, don't we? the point he was making was that he's slower with all of the extra gear on. That's what Fields was saying. Okay. So he yeah, would yeah. prefer to play where he could be a little bit more free. Yeah, I'm not worried about that. That's okay. We don't have to get all wrapped up in every little thing. That's fine. Yeah, he also said he doesn't like throwing in the wind. He's like Nobody when likes it's throwing in the wind. He's like when it's nineteen to twenty mile an hour winds of with course. like a forty mile an hour hour gust. I don't like throwing in that. He's just telling you the truth. That's yeah. All. Jordan's in Maryville. What's up, Jordan? Hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah, I was listening and um, I had to call Adam and, and ask him. I said, "Did your uh, say he was watching Golden and I last night?" Because I couldn't get through that movie last night. For some reason, it it, it it was just so bad. Far as the the um, which, which, which the, one's the, golden? The music was so bad. Sean Connery. Oh, gold? yeah, the gold, no, he, he watched golden. Was last night. Was it? Was you able yeah. to get through that movie? Are you talking about Goldfinger? What are you talking about? Or Golden Eye? What's I don't two know different what movies? Golden Eye. Pierce Brosnan is the the Golden Eye. It's Golden Eye. Yeah. Goldfinger okay. is with Connery. Goldfinger with Sean Connery. Yeah. Well, so you were well, watching. I said, I said okay. Golden Eye, though. Yeah, okay. you did. He did. I screwed it up. Okay. I said Sean oh. Connery was a Golden right, so Eye. So you were watching Golden Eye, and you're and you're saying it's no good. Oh, so he wasn't watching Golden Eye. He was watching Goldfinger. I don't remember what. I don't even remember. What were you watching? Your Golden Eye. What were you watching? When did I say I was watching uh, Golden Eye? I don't think he was. I don't <laughs> recall. You watched a movie that. last night. To be honest, I don't recall this conversation today either. Was Jordan listening to a different station and he got confused? Maybe yesterday I said that I was watching, but the one which everyone had Sean Connery was the one that was on. Okay, then it was Goldfinger that I was watching. But I said that yesterday. Moonraker? I don't think I said that today. That was Roger Moore. <laughs> I know Moore. Moonraker was no I love Moonraker. Goldeneye was from 1995. I yeah. love Goldeneye. Yeah. Who's the uh, singer on it? By Eric Serra. Who the hell is Eric Serra? I don't know. I don't remember Goldeneye. I, I probably Goldeneye's saw the, it. the one that the game is based off of. Yeah, yeah that, that shows the, the age difference here. Yeah. We, people who are uh, kids that grew up in the 90s, you know Goldeneye because you played the video game so many times that uh, even if you're, you you don't really like the movie, you know the game. Really? I yeah, didn't, 100%. I had no idea. I've never heard of a game. I didn't know that there was a game. And the, the uh, female lead in it was uh, Isabella Skorupko. Yeah, and you're, you want to know how she killed guys? How? She uh, she had strong thighs. Oh, I love she that. would uh, reminds like me of a my boa mother. constrictor. Yeah, reminds me of my mother. Remember that scene, Ooh. Abdullah? You know who else was she had the legs wrapped oh, yeah. in, and she. I like yeah. the, I like the sound of that. You know Mirko who else was style. in it? 
How do you say her name? Famke Jansen? Is that yeah, her name? Famke Jansen. Yeah, yeah. She is. She is. Something woof. special? Oh, she's sexy. I mean, it's just. A, I don't I mean, maybe on my my memory of it is warped because I love the game. Like, I'm literally playing. They just re-released it on Xbox, and I've been playing it a lot. Uh, I, I, I think it's a great movie, but I might be warped because of the game. Yeah, I think like my perception is, but I love. I always liked Pierce Brosnan. I was a big Remington Steel guy. I thought Pierce Brosnan's uh, Famke Jansen, the wife from Taken. She's the the ex-wife from Taken. Yes, thank you. Um, All right, I needed it. You are you are correct about that. She's also the uh, the girl in Rounders, remember the war, that works at the the underground club. Yes, and yes. she is an absolute. She's throwing a hundred and one yeah, in Rounders. She's making a move on Mikey, dude. When she offers up to yeah. Mikey, I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing, Mikey? She is such a beautiful. He just had a bad breakup too, Mikey. Woman. Take advantage of oh, that. Oh my god! I mean, in Rounders, she. I'm mean, like, oh. she is lift. She is throwing 101 in rounders. It is yeah. ridiculous. She's in. Um, She's bringing heat. Car. Oh, what's she in? She's in uh, Made. She is in Made. Yes. She's in Made too. She, she plays is. his uh, his 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 daughter's mom. Absolute smoke show and everything. Yeah, because he's a, he's her bodyguard. All right, coming up, we've got. Let's get to, uh, after some of these NFL topics that we want to discuss, including tag windows opening and more thoughts on what. The Bears truly have in terms of value with that number one pick. Plus, Jesse Rogers live at spring training at about 135. We're back in two.